at 9 a.m. Like who? The actual what? fuck. I, I know, I was like, could these, be, could these people be bigger assholes? No, they could not. <laughs> it's like they purposely were like, when is the worst time? Dinner time. This is Jake, your host. Um, right at the top, I do have an email that uh, where you can send stories, you can send um, hate mail, whatever, your grievances, um, all 30 of you that listen to me, if that's is whatever. Anyway, um, I all of you in the ether, that's basically who I'm talking to. Brandon Flowers, I called you out with my killer's hate earlier, so... Maybe I'm still waiting for a hate, hate letter from you. So um, today's episode, we have a very special guest. She was on Mormon Stories uh, a few years ago. I'm not, we can get more into details on that, but um, she, I also went to BYU-Idaho with her, I think. Anyway, her name is Lindsay. We can talk about more than that. that. Uh, Lindsay Van Allen, um, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yes, we we took a ballroom <laughs> class together. That's what it was. I was yes. trying to think, because I remember hearing on the episode, you said you were from Rigby, and that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I knew that we knew, like, we didn't know each other at Rigby, but I knew we went to BYU-Idaho together. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a couple of queers taking ballroom classes. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is right. Oh, my goodness. So you knew, we knew each other on the the good old Mormon days, like straight up in it. Yeah. (laughs) Neck deep. (laughs) Neck deep. (laughs) Was that, was that country ballroom? No. Was it country? Or was it just ballroom? Oh, it was a Latin class. It was a Latin class. Yeah. I needed like one more credit for my scholarship and I was like, oh, ballroom it is. (laughs) That was a fun time though. I took country dancing and I went like, Every, you know how they had that Wednesday night country oh, yeah. Yeah. night, whatever. I went every fucking night, and it it was it, fun. No, that was like one of the few fun things. The, yeah, that was yeah, it was great. But the, I got so sick of Rascal Flats by the end of it. I'm like, oh my god, like, can we play something else? I would like suggest other songs. I suggested this Terry Clark song that has whiskey in the title, no tequila in the title, and they would not play it. Well, of course not. That that was in the time of like the hamburger scandal and the naked juice scandal. Oh, so. the naked juice scandal! I ah, forgot about that. What legging. was the hamburger scandal? Oh, it. So my sister's roommate did an ad for one of the, like the business class businesses. They were selling hamburgers, mm-hmm. and so she did this picture where she's smiling and holding a hamburger with like a bite out of it, and she has a little bit of ketchup like on her cheek. Oh. And people were like, that is incredibly provocative. And <laughs> she ended up like leaving school because she got harassed so much. Like my Seriously. sister would come home and there were like notes on the door and people. Yeah, they were. They were oh, my crazy. God. Because yeah, was... she was some like catch up whore. What the? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, it was like around the time of the Paris Hilton. Like, oh. what was that? Burger King or something? Yeah. And, and so I 
think there was there was also like a i remember there was a hamburger company company i don't know what anyway the that had like very sexual commercials i well i'm gonna uh listeners are probably freaking out but like i remember them it was like kind of like these girls would be these women would be like taking bites out of hamburgers and acting like it was like orgasmic for them so i just and i think that feels like it was right around that time too yes i see i think there was some like cultural crossover but it really was just like a, a woman biting a hamburger with like a little glob of ketchup like on her cheek so Ugh. you know everything can be provocative at byu idaho yeah oh and naked oh (laughs) i remember that one for sure i was like really we're gonna get rid of naked because it's not like just because it says naked it's not like it's because it's raw organic fruit like it's the bare (laughs) like fruit like byu i would like to ban anyone being naked ever so (laughs) well uh, let's not show my instagram then um (laughs) so anyway um so that's cool i um man i haven't talked so on that note i i know so i listened to your episode on mormon stories and Mm -hmm. heard a little bit about your journey with your with the your husband's blog and dnc 132 um but i was before we get into that i was just thinking about how like i didn't because we haven't talked like i just i noticed that there was like something going on with you like i'd i had um i'd gone in the military i'd been kind of separated from everything of like i was in my own little world and so like um i would see stuff on your facebook and like on your instagram and i'd be like what's going on with her like there's just like i could tell that there was like and then you'd post some stuff i'm like huh she must not be part of the church anymore, you know? And I was just kind of like, <laughs> like, good for her. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it but was I didn't very, know the story. <laughs> it was very public and just kind of like uh, a car wreck, just a rolling car wreck of a disaster yeah, of like leaving it. Mormonism. So, yeah. Uh, so if you can, I guess, give us a little uh, review for listeners that maybe haven't listened to the episode or, you know, that's um, just kind of, tell people a summary of what happened and oh yeah yeah absolutely um so we started having questions in 2014 um about mormonism just some inconsistencies and issues and i actually had well i should back up while i was pregnant and the whole kate kelly thing happened And that was really devastating to me because I had silently been watching ordained women and kind of cheering them Uh, on. So when the whole Kate Kelly thing happened, like that destroyed me. So was Uh, she, sorry to interrupt, but Kate Kelly was the one, um, she wanted to wear pants in church and she wanted to, and she wanted women ordained in the church. Is that correct? Yes. And like to go to priesthood session and, and all of that. Um, was kind of what that organization was fighting for. More to be ordained, but there was lots of little um, protest-type things that they were also doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was nine months pregnant with my youngest when that happened. And so I was just devastated. I I just completely kind of had to come apart. Um, And then I had my youngest. And so I was kind of an emotional, hormonal, not sleeping... (laughs) faith crisis being wreck, which is excellent. Yeah. 
Right. Highly recommend a whole... a crisis right after you have a baby. Um, Sounds if you can fantastic. Time it, it was really optimal. Um, and so then my husband was having some questions too. And we were really good friends with Tanner Gilliland. And so he could tell we were kind of struggling based on our Facebook posts and stuff. And he talked to us about Denver Snuffer. And so we sort of looked at the snufferite thing and I was like, nah, absolutely not. This is just the same thing, just slightly repackaged. Um, and then there's this guy actually up in like Eagle or Meridian, Idaho. I can't even remember his name, um, but he had a whole snuffer type organization up here too. What's a, the, sorry, what's a snuffer? I don't know. Oh, oh, so <laughs> sorry. Oh, this is what you're making me. I don't know, this is like six years ago. Let me think. Um, so he he believed that like everyone after Joseph Smith was wrong. So like Brigham Young was trash. Oh. Brigham Young was trash. But um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like ignore it. He was like ignore all the stuff Joseph did that was bad. It was good. We just don't understand it. But then Brigham was trash. So we got to get back to like Joseph. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And that's probably a super bad mischaracterization. I know they've like evolved and it was like get baptized a lot and they were wild because they were integrating wine into their sacrament. Oh, and the horror. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> felt real wild at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so just kind of that whole thing. And he wrote several books and like he saw Jesus, I think he said. I can't really remember oh. something about Jesus or we could all see Jesus or we have to try to see Jesus. Something like that. Um, and so we sort of looked at that. But there was a guy with a blog in Meridian or Eagle who was a follower of his. And so we started looking at that blog and that got us. You know, he was like, really look at the scriptures. You really need to look at it. And that got us um, really looking at DNC 132. So we got like, we got out a notebook, um, wrote down all the questions we had with it. And then that became my husband's blog post. Um, so we posted that and immediately got tons of backlash. Um, after it got published, our bishop called him into his office like the next week. Um, our state president wanted to meet with us, um, and area 70 wanted to meet with us. It just like wow. suddenly blew up into this whole huge thing. Um, and so then we had like Mormon apologists writing responses and we were responding. And so anyway, it was just this whole huge kind of debacle. And so we met with a 70 a couple of times and then he heard our Mormon stories interview and oh. was super pissed about that. And we were also moving. It was a really tumultuous year. Yeah. Um, Huge upheavals everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All of those like life traumas, let's fit them into like nine months. If we yeah. could. We just great. get it over with. Um, <laughs> so then we ended up moving to Meridian. Idaho and we were kind of like okay we're just not we're going to take a break from Mormonism we were still fairly believing were you um, in Utah at the time when this was you, before we you were, moved to Meridian or we were in Idaho Missouri. oh okay. yeah we were in Missouri that's the the promised land the I new did. garden of Eden over there were you um, right isn't oh people <laughs> talk about that actually when we were um getting ready to move there 
after my husband gradu graduated from college, um, his sister pulled me aside and was like, hey, when the second coming happens and all the Missourians are killed, can you save us a good house? And I was, a, I, I was a fully believing Mormon and I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck kind of situation? Like, yeah, I'll, we'll just clean out the dead bodies of random Missourians for you. That's no problem. Like, you got a bed here, though. It's fine. It's safe. I, I know. Like, okay. Um, yeah, okay. That's not at all a psycho thing to say. No, um, no, that's perfectly normal. Yeah. Normal things to like. It's a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Just asking normal. my just asking my sister in law if she can save a spot for us in the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Was it your sister in law? Sorry, did I mix? Oh yeah, no, my sister in law. Yep. Yeah, after okay. like a genocide, just save us a house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> love you too. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, yeah, we moved to Meridian. We were like, hey, we're just gonna take a break because this is a whole thing. It was caused lots of tension with my family, my husband's family, his parents are very old, so they weren't online and they were not really aware of what was going on. Um, but caused a lot of issues with my family. So we're like, let's just lay low for a minute. Like it had all been very public, which in hindsight, maybe it wasn't great, but it was what it was. <laughs> right. Um, and, but almost immediately when we got to Meridian, we had, like this uh this guy showed up at our door one night at dinner time and he was like hey i'm here for your temple recommends and i'm like who the fuck are you and i guess it was the bishop of our ward and our old stake president had called him and been like hey we figured out where they're moving this is where they are and so he came to like get our temple recommends i'm like who like what the fuck like the absolute audacity what yeah, I yeah, it was well, Yeah. I have no I words like, for that. Like that's oh. Yeah, I so I was just like, <laughs> you know, I don't know who you are. You need to just go. Um, and no warning either. So you just you no. just shows up at your door and is like, Hey Yeah, I'm I had never for... Oh, sorry, go ahead, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I um go ahead. So I'd never we'd never seen him, never met him before he did, just shows up. Um, and then, and so I just like, was like, here, I don't care. You can take them. Like we aren't attending church and like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. And then like a month later, the state president showed up on a Sunday morning at 9am. Like who the actual what? fuck? I, I know. I was like, could these, be, could these people be bigger assholes? No, they could not. <laughs> it's like they purposely were like, when is the worst time? <laughs> dinner time and Sunday at nine. <laughs> and so, like, we were sitting there drinking coffee because nice. Why the fuck are you bugging us? Yeah. And he he was he was like, I feel like you're a danger to our stake. And we really pushed back on him. And I was like, I don't, I don't but know why were... we would think that. We've literally never gone to church since we've been here. Like, we don't. Yeah. We don't knowingly talk to any Mormons about anything. Like we were just living our lives. You just wanted to be left alone and they're yeah. right. And they just are, they're the ones that are attacking you basically. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We've we hadn't been to church. Hadn't been doing anything. We were that over that summer, we became much less believing. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so he showed up and he was like, we're going to start a disciplinary council. We're really concerned about you. And, 
we basically told them to, you know, get the fuck out of there. Like, <laughs> who the fuck does that? You're right. Um, and then, so then we got a letter that was like, hey, like, we're starting a disciplinary council. And it was just all really stressful and um, getting into October. And I was just stressed about them showing up again. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep dealing with this. So my husband and I resigned. But it was like, actually worked out super well. Because that was just before the November 5th thing happened. Oh, and yeah. And so we got all resigned and out of there right before that. So I was like, oh, phew. Okay. Wow. Uh, that worked <laughs> yeah. out really well. So <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of where we were. And then honestly, by that time, so that would have been 2015. Um, by that fall, we were not really believing at all. We didn't really consider ourselves Mormons. We were fully ex-Mormon at that point. So that's kind of how that went. That's all. That is a roller coaster. I it's so creepy to think of them just like people, these strangers coming to your house, first of all, and demanding like these, you know, your temple recommends. And then also like threatening like, oh, and saying you're a danger to the community, like to their community or whatever. And it's like, um, we haven't done shit to you. So like, what the the I just I can't wrap my head around what they're even thinking of with that like oh yeah no and even it's it's weird for me to think about um because at the time I had been conditioned to be Mormon I had been conditioned to view these people as leaders or having some mm-hmm. kind of authority over me so I even like would talk to them and then like two or three like two or three years later I was thinking about it and I was like, what the actual fuck? Like if some rando just showed up to my door and was like, excuse me, I think you're a danger, like, <laughs> like I'd be like, I'm sorry, you need to leave. <laughs> I'm gonna call the cops on I'm you. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna they, call the police. Like, what is wrong with you? You're so gonna come to my house and tell me I'm the danger? Like uh, what? Yeah. So I got like re-upset all again because I was like, oh my God. Like the fact that I even let them like talk to me at all. I was just like, yeah. is that Mormon conditioning where you know I still somewhat viewed them as an authority figure, but yeah, well, it's I've, just ridiculous. I've talked about that like in my last episode actually with Dusty. We um we were talking about the priesthood and how um the priest like and the way you you're wording it is perfect because you are conditioned to just um and it's just in the the culture it's in the doctrine that men are just like they have this superiority over women and it doesn't matter who they are they can just come in and barge whatever it sounds like that's and like you got these bishops whatever that are giving that are asking inappropriate questions to children and women mm-hmm. especially and it's because and they can hide behind this superiority of the priesthood and that's really the point of this podcast it's kind of where it all kind of comes back to but like um i just i and I, I even as a guy, like growing up in the church, I didn't even, I never really saw myself as superior, but I, I think that's just because I'm who I am. But like, I was just like, um, I, I don't know, like, it's because like the mentality that they, it's, I don't know what I'm trying to say, because it's kind of late, but the, um, I don't know if I'm, do you know where I'm going with that? Like, I yeah, just, no, no, that, that. I've almost, I almost think it's, you are taught that you are the default. So like yeah. your opinions are valid. Your perspective is the most valid. 
Right. Um, and all the rest of us, all of us women and children just kind of revolve around you to be available when you need us. And then, you yeah. know, but you still have authority over us at all times. So, yeah. So and that's probably where these uh, men had the, the audacity to just barge into your house, basically, and demand these things from you because they knew that they supposedly had this authority and that you would like that you were already conditioned. I mean, they probably didn't think that in their, you know, like, oh, she's conditioned for it. But like, you know, they, yeah. it's just because of how it is in the church. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they didn't even conceptualize it. It was just like, yeah. oh, I am their leader. So I need to go get them in line. Yeah. And, and to them, so, they're doing, they're doing the Lord's work. Like yeah, that's what's exactly. also disgusting about it because it's like, do you really think Christ would like be like, mm, yeah, I care about temple recommends, you know, like I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So what is, so that brings us to like, now you're post-Mormon life and you're, um, so you're raising a family, uh, yeah. you have kids, you're, I wanted to back up real quick, just okay, a little no note on the, the ballroom dancing thing. You said two queers dancing. Can you, yeah. can you elaborate if you feel oh, like comfortable yeah. with that? <laughs> I'm, I'm bi. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I had no idea. Congre- well, I mean, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know why I just almost said, like, said that, but like, oh, that's you. awesome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, that was, that was a, that's a funny thing to pick apart when you leave Mormonism too. So, yeah. that was, that was also a journey. It's been a lot of journeys. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's, um, uh do you this is i could probably just edit this out but actually i don't give a fuck um so i think my friend mike was in the class with us do you remember him mike g mike mike i probably shouldn't say that his whole name no uh, i can't i bet if i saw a picture i am the worst with names in the whole world so but pictures i'm like oh yeah i know that person okay Mm. well he's he's one that um he was he and i were best friends and then um he and i'm pretty sure we were in that class together and he um yeah he turned out to be gay also and then but he married a woman and he's like in the church still and all that stuff anyway that's a side note sidebar we were all all (laughs) <laughs> just a bunch of queers in that. The LGBTQ mafia just hanging out, taking yeah. dancing classes. Right. <laughs> we should have known that. That should have been a yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I've heard. Um, I mean, that probably was why you and I were gravitated towards each other. As far we had a kinship in that way. Like I remember, yeah. you know, talking to you a lot in that class. Um, but. Anyway, back to, <laughs> I go on tangents, I'm sorry. Um, oh, hey, no, it's totally great. The, let's see, so your post-Mormon life, what is going, do you have like a faith or do you, what's your, um, um, your I'm, I'm atheist, but I'm also a member of the Satanic Temple. Um, nice. Yes, in an effort to maintain my reproductive rights. Yes. So, so oh. I am like I I don't believe in any god. I don't, but I am part of the Satanic Temple purely for a logical, like 
strategic no. maintain my rights kind of a situation. Yes. No, I I totally adore the Satanic Temple. I have no like what I know of it, it's like, wow, this totally makes sense. And it's not like I know it's like when we're um especially in the Mormon church, you're like anything satanic is just like it's like the satanic panic. Like everything oh, yes. you just like you don't go there, you don't touch it. Like Ouija boards are just evil and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then um watching horror movies anything that has to do with the devil is just you don't even go there so there's a like fear factor of it obviously and then yeah uh the more i've learned about the satanic temple is just that it's like it's basically just the antithesis of christianity it's not like but it's also like very logical and very um the thing i wanted to when you said that with the reproductive rights is all the stuff that's happening in texas with the yeah the what's it called the birth Oh, the heartbeat bill. Heartbeat yeah. bill. That's what it's called. Um, yeah. And uh, the Satanic Temple is suing, or they're um, they're doing something. They're very actively against it. So I thought yeah. that was so very cool. Yeah, they're filing um, legal action because within the Satanic Temple, um, abortion. There are rituals surrounding abortion that are viewed as religious rituals, and so uh. so they're saying our our adherents, you, you can't deny them access to our religious rituals. That's so, right. Kind uh, of, it's the it's the reverse Uno for religious yeah, liberty. Yeah. I love that. I love the reverse it. Uno. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> there's this with the reverse Uno. There's this TikToker. I can't believe I I feel so old. Anyway, um, there's this TikToker that she'll always do like these reverse Unos. So there was this one where she's like doing this. Um, she gets pulled over by a cop and she yeah. reverse Unos that, like, him. She has a reverse Uno on her shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I literally just watched that one earlier today. And then there's another one where she's uh, giving birth and she, the baby reverse Unos, and so they stuff her back in. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the um, Satanic Temple is like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like the reverse Uno. Uh, yeah. So um, that's really cool that you're um, like, so what's, I guess, what's that? I'm really interested because I, what's that process of like being part of the satanic temple? Um, it's really, really, really chill. So it's free to join. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, and it's important to distinguish there is the satanic temple and there is the church of Satan. They are different. Oh, the, okay. This church of Satan is like not there. They try to um, just be appalling to be appalling oh, okay. um, and claim that they do worship the devil the satanic temple is a non-theistic belief system. And so like they don't, we don't believe that Satan is real. Um, it's, he's more of a symbol of the mm-hmm. fight against authority and questioning authority and exploring for yourself and taking autonomy for yourself. That's what I was going to um, say. The autonomy part is uh, huge for them. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's whole like, um, and I just, I think it's really cool just the emphasis um, on autonomy. One of their um, big sayings is hail thyself. Um, yes. Yeah. And so it's so cool. And they do, they have rituals like before surgery there, you say like the third and fifth tenant, um, affirming your autonomy to do whatever you want with your body. Um, and so anyway, I just think it's a, a really cool take, but so you can sign up for free on their website, the satanic temple.com. 
Um, if you're interested in getting like they have like a little membership card and a little certificate, I call it my my new temple recommend. Nice. <laughs> um, you can they they just ask for a twenty five dollar donation to cover like printing fees and then it goes to help their legal fees. So oh, nice. You can do that if you want to, or it's just free to join. So very cool. Um, yeah. And then you are you able to like? Do they have a stuff you study or is it just kind of like you said the um, tenants they, and stuff oh, that... yeah so they have the tenants on their website um they also have um just some different literature there's kind of um not necessarily theology it's maybe more of like philosophy but there mm-hmm. have been several books written um in the 60s and 70s kind of about this idea of satan as as a symbol satan as a symbol against authority um, and kind of this obsession with religious rights that our country has. And uh, so yeah. they promote some of those on their website. You can read them. Um, they have segments of them. They do Zoom meetings. And I mean, there's just different communities have different um, meetings like or different and, things. Yeah, different okay. chapters. And I mean, COVID's kind of thrown a wrench in all of that. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. They do fundraising for obviously like the legal issues and different battles. Um, they also have a program that I really like to donate to called Bleeding with Satan. Oh. And they collect donations of menstrual products or money to make sure that women's shelters and um, like women's crisis centers and stuff have access to all of the menstrual products that they need. Oh, wow. For- that's cool people with uteruses who need them so yeah oh very cool that's um i'm gonna have to personally look into that because i've i've meant to look into it there's this other podcast that i listened to the uh last podcast on the left that they talk about oh, the yeah yeah the satanic temple quite a bit on there and i think even in their tagline they say hell thyself hell yourself yes yep hell thyself yeah. hell yourself yeah and i always wondered why they were saying that and now i know but yeah. um I just thought that was something they did, but apparently it's, it has more meaning to that. And I like that. Um, and you came, re- how'd you come across that? Like you just, in your, like in your journey, just kind of, it kind of um, happened or. So it was kind of, I heard about it for a while. I'm so when I was back at BYUI, I was a political science major and oh. I'm very into politics. And it's kind of, I, I always say like, uh, the Satanic Temple is like political atheism. Ooh, so yeah. um, instead of more of a passive atheism, not I don't mean that diminutively at all, but just like a I don't believe in a, a God or mm-hmm. any kind of theism, it's more of a political take on like we also need to protect religious diversity in this country. Yes. And so Fuck it's kind it. of like, yeah, we need to <laughs> we need an organization with that is recognized as a religion to protect the rights of religious minorities in this country, including atheists, agnostics, you know, Muslim, everybody. So. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I can get behind that. Totally. Um, yeah, I would say, I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. badass. <laughs> and it is great for pissing off conservative family members. So. Oh, I live for that. Yes. Yes. Just like um, a nice bonus. <laughs> right, <laughs> the little cherry on top, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I just so you know that Holland's talk, um, the 
couple there weeks ago, yeah. that horrible thing. Um, we, I've had so many conversations with conservative family. I posted something on Facebook, didn't get even get it. It was crickets. Like I had no responses until my aunt responded and she was like, but she responded to my DMs mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, we love you. And blah, and I was just like, um, <laughs> and she's like, it, he wasn't talking about literal muskets. I'm like, no shit. Like, I, <laughs> do you think you. I'm dumb? Thank you. Thank you for explaining <laughs> that. And I'm just like, I've listened to this thing like more than, more than I should have. And then I've like read it. I've talked about it. Like, um, you think that I don't know what he's talking about? Like, it's, I don't know. And then, so then I wrote this whole long thing to her and then like explaining, like breaking down the whole speech to her. And then at the very end, I said, well, something about like, go, like going to hell, like I'm going to hell, you know, like whatever, just yeah. kind of, that was like a little, it wasn't even like, I didn't even, that wasn't even the point of what I was saying. And that's what she focused on. I was like, she's like, yeah. we don't believe you're going to hell. I'm like, really? All that? anyway (laughs) that's the best or I love I I've had similar conversations about different things through the years and I love I just I love when no matter what you say or how like much you've thought it out and like have tried to approach them in a really um gentle way they always just shut it down with I didn't take it that way yeah okay I read it differently okay yeah yeah I think it was from a place of love was it Okay. Oh, I don't, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say with from a place of love that you can fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know where you can shove that love? <laughs> yeah. I just like to uh, Yeah. So, and then oh, apparently her, so, and then her daughter, my cousin was like, apparently they were reading my response. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Like you just sit around and like, Oh, look what, Jake just wrote all this big old thing. He must have so. I just picture this like this moment where they're just like, he's so he's so lost and like, oh, we feel so bad. Like, oh, he thinks that we let we don't love him and all. You know, just like this pity yeah. thing. And then, um, so then she wrote to me. My cousin did, and she was like, "You're not going to hell. We love you." And I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my yeah. god, you guys are missing the whole point of this yeah. whole thing. Like, <laughs> the whole thing." Anyway, they still haven't talked to me like since then, but whatever. Yeah, um, no, well, but they made it. They made themselves feel okay about it. So that's yeah, what's and important. that's what matters. If they yes. feel okay about it. Yeah. If they feel like it's resolved, then it's really truly resolved. And if you bring it's it up true. again, you're being hateful. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I can't leave the church alone. That's what it is, too. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> if you were a little less bitter and a little <laughs> less hateful. Uh, Maybe you would understand that it's love. <laughs> that's right. Um, so you said you're also atheist, like, and that's that yeah. goes with the Satanic Temple, correct? And then, um, so, and I've been um, kind of on this weird, like, because I remember I didn't resign until like three, two years ago, three. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Anyway, um, but I had been like out of the church for like. A decade you know it's been a yeah. while and so um like 2009 ish is kind of when i stopped doing all that stuff and i was um i became a project that was fun oh yeah um i my this 
I, when I worked at Deseret Book, it's funny because I was like inactive, but working at Deseret Book. And then I was like, um, what was it? She, she would specifically like invite me to the singles ward. And so I would go every once in a while. And I was, I did meet some friends there and that those friends I met, like we went, we would go out drinking together anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Real testimony um, building moments. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, um, what was it? So, where was I going with that? Uh, so I, um, I guess my, it just took me a while to actually officially resign. But then um, once I did, like it just has been like this journey of, um, that's where I was going with this. Like for the longest time, I kind of tried to convince myself like, oh, I still believe it, but I just don't want to, they don't want me. So it's not, you know, like I still believe, you know, I still thought yeah. hung on to the, te the testimony quote unquote that I had, like um, believing in the Book of Mormon, even though I, you know, wasn't reading it, but I was just like, yeah, that's, yeah, but that's kind of what you're saying. Like is we were, you know, we're conditioned to, that's what we go to, you know, and it's the only thing I knew too. But then um, I had a friend um, in the Navy that she's, she invited me to go to this Messianic Jew church. She invited me to this crazy, no offense, crazy, like evangelical, like this prophet, this um, she was, it was really cool. It was actually like a cool experience. Cause like it was in this tent and she was just like, she was all calm and she was beautiful. Like she had this, um, I think she was like, uh, middle Eastern or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. And then she, um, she had like white, all, she was dressed all in white and like bougie looking like it was, and she just like starts preaching. And then all of a sudden, like it got very escalated very quickly. <laughs> very she started yelling. She started like stomping around. She started like um, healing people. And I was just like, we start, we stood up and like the music started playing. We everybody was clapping and watching her heal people. It was, I mean, it was an adventure, but I was just, and I was like, I don't, I mean, this is cool, but like, I don't, the Messianic Jew thing was cool because it felt like Mormonism with like, but without the Book of Mormon. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. but I, but they also had, they, you got to get, get up and dance with that one too. Like they had this whole like um, Jewish dance that they would do. I don't know. I'm, I, I have no idea what it was, but they invited me to go up there and I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, it was, it was fun. And then I, um, we did like a, oh man, I'm going to just, so my friend invited me to this, um, it was a Jew messianic Jewish thing, but it was like, it's a specifically like a Jewish um, tradition uh -huh, yeah. where you have, you're eating dinner and er everything is like symbolic. Every like part of the meal is symbolic. And then you, there's like even a seat and then for a saint. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, is it like the, past they have like the unleavened Passover? Bread, yes. Like, that, that. like the lamb and yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The bitter yeah. herbs. Mm -hmm. I tried the I bitter herbs. That. I know about that from the movie The Ten Commandments. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we could watch on Sunday growing up. So. Oh, man. <laughs> the unleavened uh, Oh, yeah. I, um, but yeah, like that was part of, um, oh, and then when I was at um, my tech school in the Navy, I um, somehow the senior missionaries found me. Uh -huh. No idea how that happened, but I, well, I mean, whatever. I kind of think my parents had something to do with it, but anyway. Um, we were worried about you. 
I know. So sad. <laughs> I met their their lost son, and I um, they invited me to go to church, and they would. I remember walking. I was walking out of off a of base on a Sunday, and I saw them in their van, and they were like gathering people up. And I was like, they waved to me. I waved, and I just kept walking. <laughs> I was like, nope, <laughs> bye. Look away, run. Look away, don't make eye contact. Exactly. <laughs> but like, it's interesting to think of, and it's um, just how like, because my, um, I'm a little more agnostic, atheistic now. Like, but like the journey has been pretty gradual for me as far as like, I just, it's not like I woke up and I was like, I don't believe in God anymore. It was just kind of like, I'm just, and it's not even that I, like, I think the agnostic part comes in where I'm just like, I don't, um, I don't know what I don't know. And that's what I'm just kind of like, I'm okay with that. Like I'm comfortable in my lack of knowledge of what's, but I, I feel like there is something possibly out there because but then also like then the whole organized religion side of it I'm just like I don't I don't jive with that because it's just how are we supposed to understand a great being that would create a world you know like yeah and we're supposed to and we think that he this being cares about like who I who I sleep with and who I marry and yeah where your car keys are and where my drink yeah and like right (laughs) yeah and how much skin i'm showing like no they don't whatever yeah so i just i think that's kind of where that comes in but for the most part i'm like eh it doesn't matter like i'm i'm good and i'm good with that Um, oh yeah no i was gonna say and i'm i mean this is for your listeners who might still be kind of close to mormonism i mean this is like six years after the fact going on seven years here pretty soon so yeah no it's it's a long process so it it was definitely not like a like up oh, I'm atheist it was, and it, was <laughs> it was really interesting faith crisising with a spouse um mm. and I know people like hate that term but like because I I even was like when I was in it, I was like, no, it's a, we're having a faith transition now. I'm like, oh no, it was a fucking crisis. I was totally <laughs> yeah. in crisis mode. I was right. falling apart. Oh man. I, a little yeah. dumpster fire for like two years. <laughs> um, but, oh. but it was so interesting just kind of the, the back and forth where my husband and I would kind of feel out like how we felt. Cause it, you're just trying to unpack everything, but you, and you, you've lost everything. Like, um, we lost our community. We really mm-hmm. lost a lot of connection with our families. And so it's like, oh my God, I can't lose you too. Oh my God. Um, but so I just remember one time we were cleaning the kitchen and I like really tentatively was like, so I don't know if I believe in Satan, which I remember I was like, it was pounded into my head growing up. Like, People who deny Satan, like they're going to hell. That's like, that's how you know somebody is so wicked if they deny that Satan exists. Uh-huh. And yeah. and so I was so tentative. And my husband's like, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> here it goes. <laughs> oh, no, no. I and then, like, a few days later, he was like, I've been thinking about that. I think that makes sense. And then he'd be like, you know, I don't know if I believe like we have a savior, like that Jesus is a savior. And I'm like, Oh, uh, 
I gotta think about that. And so it's just like <laughs> this back and forth of we kind of leapfrog each other, but but you're so terrified of the other person like rejecting you, and you're just trying to feel out these new things. So it that was that was such a weird time too, such oh, a sure. weird, really vulnerable time. So it's a huge um, uh, like test of the strength of your relationship for sure. Like um, yeah, so. And especially where you've built your relationship around, I mean, a, a lot of Mormons, especially like you get married and you, you center everything around the religion. Like it's, yeah. um, and so a lot of couples that do go through like a faith crisis, usually it's, you don't really typically see both of them happen. Like you, like you and your husband have gone through at the same time, but usually it's like one and then like they end up splitting or, you know, and that's um, because the other one just doesn't really, they're like, oh, well, you're lost and yeah. I can't be married to you anymore, which is, you know, I mean, everybody's journey is different, but I, um, it's interesting to like, that's one thing when I was listening to your episode, I was like, that'd be just, I don't know how, like, it's good that you guys had that communication and we were able to openly communicate as far as like this is how I'm feeling and you said even though you were tentative about it but you were willing to at least step on that landmine in case it you know (laughs) exploded on your face so yeah I would say and both of us I think my husband studied political science too I think both of us like we it is important for us in the relationship to feel similarly about things not everything obviously right Um, but but having that connection like that intellectual connection is really important to both of us um and so so that was like that was probably the scariest part is like trying to feel all that out because it was you know trying to see like who who am i outside of mormonism and i still like every day i'm like oh my god i got so lucky i was a fucking horny 20 year old (laughs) and i was like yeah you're fucking hot like (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing, and I'm like, oh, well, thank God. I actually really like you. Like, thank God. I was not, not, like, making wise adult decisions. I was just like, (laughs) we get married, we get to fuck. So how does that sound? So thank God. Like, I got super, super lucky. For sure. And you're, I I mean, you're a kid, too. Like, you're still really good. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, my husband had never like lived on his own. Like he'd oh. lived at his parents' house, gone on a mission, moved back in with his parents and was trying to save up money. We got married like very soon after his mission. So it was not ideal. Like wow. looking back, I'm like, oh my God, we were fucking stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> like to all of our kids were like, okay, like do whatever you want. Um, but like, don't fucking get married when you're 20. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> thank God. I can support a lot of different like decisions, but like, not that one. you come to me in your 20 and you're like, I don't get married. I'll be like no, no, try again. No. Try again. <laughs> Ain't wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No. Where did we go uh, wrong? Oh, <laughs> uh, what if they came and they were like, I want to be a Mormon. Oh Would my that- God. Oh. We talk about that. I'm like, I like serious. Like, th- there are very few things my kids could do to make me disappointed. Like, murder <laughs> someone. Like, serious drug issue. Even then, I just feel like so sad for them. But if they're yeah. like, I want to be a Mormon, I'd be like, What the fuck is wrong? With you? <laughs> Have you not been paying attention? Yeah, like Jesus. <laughs> 
Christ, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Or like, they're like, I'm evangelical. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I can't do that. Is <laughs> oh, I even, so one of my other cousins, she, I can't remember what I, I posted something about the Book of Mormon. Anyway, this was a while ago. I can't remember what spurned it, but she was like, she commented on it. She's like, well, even if I, I had fully out and like she knew out and proud gay cousin Jake, you know, and she's like, but even if you have kids, like, won't you raise them Mormon? Like, won't you raise them with the teachings of the, you know, like about the Book of Mormon? And I was like, a hail no. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You really want me to teach my children that I, the my marriage is uh, like next yeah. to murder. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> let's confuse yeah, the hell out be, of them. Yeah, I will not be doing that. Thank <laughs> That's you for not asking. Something. And let's not even go on the Book of Mormon where it's, you know, whitewashing everything. And oh my God. So, um, <laughs> another little tangent was the Book of Mormon was that um, I've gotten into. Let's see. So on Not So Molly Mormon podcast, um, mm-hmm. their episode, they were talking to their guest and this last episode they had um, and their guest was evangelical and former evangelical. And she was, um, they were telling her that the, the Book of Mormon teaches that Jesus Christ came to America. And the the guest's response just was classic. And she just like laughed so hard she was like are you kidding me and then um i posted a screenshot of that whatever today and um and then like mentioned that jesus came to america whatever and then a friend of mine messaged and he was like wait what who who believes that and i was like the mormons and he was like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> so. that that is one of like the most interesting things is like talking to like coworkers and different people and they'll find out I used to be Mormon and like everybody has questions about the Mormons, but they're like too polite and kind to like ask. Mm-hmm. And so, so they'll like be like, Oh, you used to be Mormon. Okay. Like give me the lowdown. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You have no idea. Like, yeah. here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> um, and they're always so surprised. They're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, no, really. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. So well, I was, um, I can remember distinctly. So I would go out with my friend um, Lincoln in San Diego, who's a he's a trans man, and mm-hmm. um, I would we were we would just be talking, and he I would be t- he was raised um, very religious, also like in a super strict religious home, and then like in a community in Texas of all places. Uh-huh. And then, um, so I'd be telling him about like Mormonism and I'm sitting here just like talking about it casually. He's, his eyes just get bigger and bigger. And he's like, what the fuck? Like you got, that's what, what? And this was like when I was still trying to kind of convince myself that it was like, eh, it's not that bad. But then the more I <laughs> talked about it, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like in the more he, like he and I would like bounce off of stuff. I'm like, wow. Huh. I mean, it's been a few years since I've actually, you know, been involved in it, but I'm just like, the more I'm away from it, I'm like, and the more I'm learning about it and listening to podcasts and listening to whatever, and um, I'm just like, huh, this is fucking crazy. I can't believe I believe this shit. <laughs> it is. I'll have, yeah, I'll have moments where I'm just like, oh my God, I believe that. Like, so I'll just like a little tidbit of Mormonism, like my brain will like pop it back up and be like, uh-huh. remember you used to believe this? And I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> why? Like, why did I ever think that was like a normal thing to believe? So yeah. it yeah. pops up in weird ways. I've noticed too. Like, it's just mm-hmm. kind of um, like I'll just be talking about something, and um, it even like manifests. Like the anxiety manifests from it. Like I just. Um, like I'll be talking to somebody and they're like, what? they're like, why do you think that? Like, why do you, why is that, why is that a trigger for you? And I'm like, um, and then I'll think about it. I'm like, oh, it's probably because of how I was raised. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I swear it's like little tentacles. I doubt I'm the first person to make that analogy, but it's like little tentacles that you think they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And then just little moments in your life, you realize they're still there. Like these little yeah. bits of Mormon, like clinging to you, and you're like, "Oh my mm-hmm. God, why am I still holding on to that?" Um, I have a, a friend that I work with, and she uh, was raised Baptist, and so she and I just talk about different things. And one time I said something, and she's like, "Oh well, yeah, kind of same thing. Like, why do you think that?" And I was like, "I don't know, because I was Mormon." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, people don't people don't think that." Like. That's not a healthy thing to think. Like, don't worry about it. I was like, oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Like, (laughs) six years out. And I'm still like, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I don't need to keep thinking that that way. It's a bad way to think about it. Well, uh, my last, like, year in the Navy, I was, um, had some crazy anxiety. Like, my command was doing a lot of it to me. But then, like, I started going to therapy, which praise therapy like I anybody everybody needs therapy like um I'm trying to get back to it but the um but by the in that year going to this therapist um and then like it was literally our last session and I started bringing up like I had mentioned Mormonism with like stuff and then um and she just would kind of like okay let's get back to like job stuff because I think that was she was kind of where she needed it to be more centered around at the time yeah. but the um yeah. like we were kind of moving past some of that stuff and then she, she was like this is your last session and we were just talking and I was like I talked to her about like Mormonism stuff and she was just like oh wow that's like your it's like your core beliefs she's like that's a like the look on her face she's just like there's a lot of that takes a while to unravel like she's just like um and I was just like, cool, this is my last session. And I'm, I have like, now I've just got this big thing where I'm like, these core beliefs that I have to like unravel myself. So yeah, I, that's why. <laughs> like, yeah, cool. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I have like such a similar story. It's a little different, but um, after, after we left Mormonism, they're like, don't make big decisions the year after. Nope. I was like, whatever. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> so like I had been, well, first of all, I was like the worst type of Mormon. I'm just going to throw that out there. I was the literal worst. So all of your friends and family members who are the worst, they can change. Um, like I was <laughs> like, this is so embarrassing now, but whatever. I'm going to be vulnerable. I was like anti-vax. I was raised anti-vax, like way before the Jenny McCarthy, like back in the nineties, oh, we were wow. doing like essential oils and rubbing shit on our feet and like herbs and tonics mm-hmm. and whatever. So I was like, I was anti-vax. I was homeschooling my kids. Like I was the worst and so self-righteous, like so self-righteous. <laughs> and I, so like we stopped being Mormon. We were really, really deconstructing. And I was like, I'm going to go back to school and I'm putting my kids in public school, which were like, that was huge mm. for me. 
my family did not approve. Um, my mom actually told me, I was like, hey guys, like I'm going back to school. And my mom was like, we knew you would do something like that. Like I had a Coke problem. Like, what? <laughs> I know, I was like, well, yeah, okay. I love when I feel supported. Oh, you mean um, going to get education and knowledge? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so disappointing. So disappointing. Um, so I, I went back to school, and my first semester I was taking a psychology class, and they were like, hey, you, you, it, for extra credit, you can um, go to these like therapy sessions, and our graduating like therapists will do some therapy with you, so they get experience and you get extra credit. I was like, hey, I've been through a lot. I should probably go do that. Um, so my first therapy session ever, I just like sat there and bawled. Oh. And she kept me like, you, are you okay? I was like, I get a little bit out and then just like cry. And, oh. and then, so finally I was like telling her, like, I'm like, I like left my religion and I'm not on good terms with my family and I'm nervous about my marriage because like we're both trying to figure out who we are and I just went back to school and I sent my kids to public school and now we're vaccinating them and so like everything I ever believed is gone and I'm doing all these new things and I'm terrified and and just like sobbing and Mm -hmm. she's like we get to the end of the session she's like so the session is over and she's like this was really more for like students who are like stressed about homework um, or like new to being students and like trying to figure out how to be on their own. She's like, I think you've got like a lot of issues and <laughs> real therapy. I was like, okay. And she's like, I mean, you can keep coming for the extra credit, but this is like way above my pay grade. I don't know what to do or how to help you. And like you've got a lot going on. And I was like, okay, okay, no, <laughs> I agree. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, my life is a dumpster fire right now, but I will start oh. paying for therapy. Thank you. So the the free therapy was a little less helpful. She was she's like, how's homework going? I'm like, literally on the bottom of my list of issues right now. Right. Homework. So how's homework going after yeah. your, the, your yeah. faith crisis and your yeah. marriage? And all that. My entire world's on fire. But I do not care about homework right now. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, that was less helpful, but <laughs> the not free therapy is very helpful. Right. Yes. Um, I've been trying to find one. Um, yeah. <sighs> but the so. I guess on the on the we can kind of start wrapping up. I um I did have one other question. Um what do you so now it seems I mean it sounds like you're in a good better place, obviously. Your life is no longer a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um what advice would you give for listeners who are um i mean you kind of did already a little bit but the um like as far as like anybody that's questioning or um anybody that's um i don't know like going through a dumpster fire right now like um, would, actually let me rephrase this what would you tell lindsay back in the, like Lindsay now in 2021, what would you tell Lindsay in 2014? Okay, I I would probably say that um, 
I would just encourage her to take back control of her life. Um, I think in Mormonism, you aren't allowed to do that. And you aren't taught how to do that. Um, because I think that was very crucial to moving out of the crisis kind of exmo phase into being post exmo Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that takes time. You've got to like come to terms with a whole lot of shit, but that, that recognizing kind of, I don't know, kind of the satanic temple thing, like hail thyself, like you are enough. Um, trust your intuition, trust yourself. Like you don't be afraid of who you are outside of Mormonism. You don't need that to be good. You don't need that to be a person of value. Um, and, and don't, don't let other people frame your journey for you. Because I think, especially maybe as a woman, that is what had been done my whole life is my, my story had been told to me and I was told how to fit into it. Mm-hmm. And and realizing that I I make my story what what I view what I see my perspective what I value that is all important and just as valid as anyone else's perspective um, and so and so don't let people dictate that to you don't let religious family members do it don't let other ex Mormons do it because that I think can be just as damaging and problematic um, absolutely when you because the ex-mormon community can be just as toxic as the mormon community Mm -hmm. and Uh there is a lot of crossover where the the toxicity in mormonism crosses over into ex-mormonism um just in different ways and so again don't don't let ex-mormons tell you what that journey should be like either because everyone who's still in that space is still very broken still very damaged still trying to figure things out themselves. And so they don't know what's best for you either. Um, and, and so just do, do the internal work to trust yourself and to figure out what you want in this life, what is important to you, what your values are. Because once you know that, you can start rebuilding your life again. And until you do that, you just flounder. That was- Beautifully put. I that gave me chills. So um, (laughs) thank you so much. I I think I needed that. So um, I and I've noticed too with the XMO community, as good as it is, like I do think that there is, and I think it's just because like we are conditioned in a certain way. Like it just it does bleed into um, our everything else. Like when we're trying to understand our our own journey, we might put that onto other people. So um, yeah. that was a very good point to make. So um, I, for one, will try and be mindful of that. So um, especially with this platform as a podcast, I don't want anybody to think that this is the way you need to be che- be <laughs> on your deconstruction de- deconstruction journey. So um, yeah, thank you so much for yes. being on the show with me. This has been awesome. Um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. Um, if anybody wants to, I don't care, they don't have to, but uh, the only social media I really use a lot is TikTok, and I'm socialistly awkward, so Ooh, you want to check will, me out there. All right. I will. I'm going to check you out on there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on there, but I do, like, hiking videos and stuff on there, but... 
Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, mine is big jake energy oh but, hey okay so that's easy <laughs> like easy crossover from your instagram yeah well my my instagram is different now because i got a bunch of um like uh what are they called uh not clones why am i thinking clones um you know catfisher people that were trying oh. to get used my profile for money and stuff yeah. so it was just yeah yeah, because so of all I, those all those sexy pictures. That's right. <laughs> I've been told that that's when I know I made it. So <laughs> you're in the big. Apparently, I now. made it. <laughs> you have posers. Look at you. You have posers. Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right. So socialistly awkward on TikTok. Um, and also, I'm going to, I don't know if I ever even said the email at the beginning of this podcast. I think I mentioned it, but the email for this podcast is not so peterpriesthood at gmail.com. So you can reach me there with your hate mail, your stories, um, anything you want to share. Um, and if you want to be read on the air, you can let me know. And um, I'm going to start doing that whenever that people feel comfortable sharing. Um, and then... Yeah, that's thank you again, Lindsay. We'll probably have yeah, you come back yeah, if you, you want to ever. And then Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah. I haven't I haven't really talked about Mormon stuff in so long. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> well, I hope it didn't like dig things up again for you, but I can just I'll go to a free therapist and just cry for an hour. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Like, bewilderedly stare at me. <laughs> they can just pat you on the shoulder like there, yeah. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, something's really wrong with you. <laughs>